Amen. I appreciate everybody tuning in. You've been prayed for. How many people are ready today to be encouraged in the Lord? Amen. I'm telling you what, both of you. Anybody else isn't ready? Yeah. yeah, there we go, man. That's what I'm talking. This is a good place you can say amen. You might have to say, oh, me, but we're going we're gonna to talk about what Jesus is doing today. So I want to jump in. And I, how many people like working out other than Jesse? That's it. I got a few of them. Well, today we're going to do some weightlifting, all right? Everybody go, man, I should have I saw what was on the message first. But I want to talk about that today is I'm going to talk about this, about doing some weightlifting. We're going to God's word and look at the perfect sacrifice of Christ and how he lifted the burden of our guilt and of our worry and of our shame and of our sin. And I'm going to tell you what, as we relate to that, as we receive that, and as we walk that out, I'm going to tell you what, you're going to feel a lot lighter when you leave here today. And so often, the reason I really put this message together this week, it just over and over, the Lord was just reminding you, you're mine. You're mine, but I blew it, but you're mine. Right? How about that? How many people just need a little reminder every now and then that you're secure in Christ? Let me tell you what, we cannot out his grace. Now, I'm not going soft on sin, I'm just telling you that God has made a way for us to be reconciled. And we're going to be talking about that today. So today, I hope you got your Bibles with you. If you do, we got most of the stuff up on the screen. But we're going to be primarily in Hebrews chapter 9. And it's entitled, The Power of Redemption. And we're talking about Christ is the perfect sacrifice. Somebody say amen there. So let's talk a little bit about what, do, what is the, the first thing we're going to do here. What is redemption? We hear that. And I want to pull a few things out here. It's the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. Anybody need a little bit of that? Oh, you guys ain't going to talk to me today, are you? Oh, man, let's go. How about this? Look at this. It's the action or regaining or gaining a possession of something in exchange for a payment or clearing a debt. How many people like it when their debt's clear? When they're free to go, amen? Look at this. How about this? It's the act of buying something back or paying a price for, or a ransom to return something to its possession. You have been bought back out of your sinful state through the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, set in the family. Somebody say amen. That's exciting, man. That's the only reason why I even walk towards this pulpit on, on Sundays, because I know that even on my shortcomings, God has got it. God has got it. Amen. And I put it this way right here. I put it like this. I said, God's plan for redemption of his world is Jesus in action. Amen. We got to get involved, man. You cannot sit on the sidelines of life if you're a Christian. I guess you can. But will you be effective? Because God calls us to share our faith. Now, that doesn't mean you go out and put somebody in a Holy Ghost headlock, beat them with the Bible. But you know what? The way we live, the way we speak, the way we encourage, and the way that we turn around and serve. Let me say that again. The way we serve shows what's in our heart. And so today, I pray that, you know what? As we jump into the Word, that we start looking at the fullness of what God has done for us. So I'm going to read a little bit today, and we're going to roll on through. I'm going to get Tim to follow me, and we'll, we'll just look at this here, and then we're going to break it out a little bit. So I like to say it's a preaching and a teaching, okay? So this is what we're going to look at here. Hebrews chapter 9, starting in verse 11. And it goes like this. It says, So Christ has now become the high priest over all good things. Somebody say good things. Do we serve a good God? Amen, all the time. He said, all good things that have come. He has entered the, the, that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of the created world. With his own blood, not by the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most high place once and for all and secured our redemption forever. Your redemption is secured by what Jesus Christ did. He poured out his blood and gave his life, and we're going to go into that a little bit more. Because, you know, when I first got saved, I, a lot of y'all know this story. I went to church once when I was five, once when I was 30, and I was a rock and roller in between there. And so when I went by a church and they said, saved by the blood of the lamb, 
I was like, what are they doing in there? What's going on in there, right? But as, as I was turned around and started, somebody came outside of the church on Halloween night on 1995 and asked me, if I die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? Guess what my answer was? I ain't sure. Matter of fact, I was more sure that I was going to hell than I was going to heaven. But when they showed me through God's word that when I called on the name of Jesus, that he's the only way to heaven, when I put my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, that all the sin and fall short of the glory of God, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. I'm in. Amen. That's it. But then I wanted to walk and learn and, and, and do some more. And guess what? That doesn't mean just because you're saved that you never have trouble. Somebody say amen and oh me. Both, right? But it does mean that you will never go through it alone. So he has secured our redemption forever. Let's keep on rolling. He said under the old system, and this is going to under, help us understand about the blood. I want you guys to get a hold of that today. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and ashes of a young cow could cleanse the, the people's body for ceremonial impurities. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sin, full deeds, so that we can worship the living God. Man, that's powerful right there. That was a covering. It was the foreshadowing of Jesus coming, right? But this, he did the whole deal. Look at this. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sin. That means you can't add to it. Amen? See, a lot of times people say, well, you know, but I've got to no. know. You need to receive. You need to believe. Then you can walk it out in the power of the Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit comes into our life and leads guys and directs us. Amen? So look at this. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people and his people. So that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of sins that had committed that they had committed under the first covenant. Sound like they blew it too, right? Yeah. Guess what? We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Can I get an amen there? Amen. See, if we establish that right there, then we know we need a Savior. That's what I'm talking about right there. Look at that thing. I'll get you right there. But I'm going to tell you what. When we start realizing our need for a Savior. See, if you don't know that you're sick, you won't take the shot, right? If you don't know you're drowning, you will not call for somebody. Got a little side story right there. Some of y'all heard it. Some of y'all heard it a couple times, but I'm going to tell you again. I don't swim. Had a pool in my backyard for a long time, but it's only four foot, so I can look good out there. I had water wings, everything else. Well, years ago, me and my good old buddy, we went up to... What is that place with the waves and the slide? Water country. There you go. They know the story better than I do. Must have hit my head. Water country. And we get out there, and they got this thing called the wave pool. You can correlate that to life. The wave pool. It was just, you know, just, oh, that's nice. my buddy said, well, come on, let's go on out here. <laughs> and somebody said, come on out here. <laughs> Watch them. So I'm out there. And we were young. We were looking all cool. Boy, I mean, the mullet was in full bloom. I'm ready. I'm ready, right? I'm ready. Yeah, 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 I'm ready. I had the six-pack, not the keg, baby. I was walking out there. So I'm out there, and all of a sudden, I see people go, 10, 9, 8. And I go, what's going on out here? And they're counting down because they're getting ready to start the wave pool. And I'm out there. I mean, I'm about to hear, right? And that thing starts rocking. And next thing you know, they got these big turbines. And they go, woo, woo, woo. And it's going. And, and, and I'm doing all right for a little bit because I'm jumping over the wave. I'm going, ha, ha, woo, ha, and I got out of sync. And next thing you know, I was, I was down when I was supposed to be up, and I was zigging when I was supposed to be zagging, and I was going, I'll be the ball, I'll be the ball, I'll be the ball, right? 
And I heard somebody said, dude, I think your buddy's drowning. So my, my, my buddy realized this ain't good, but he can't get to me. So I, I'm going to tell you what, I just had to apologize already. So there was this lady on a float, and she just started laying like that. I grabbed that woman. I mean, she is stiff-arming me like, you weirdo, get off me. I'm going, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. Finally, my, my buddy got over there, pulled me to the side, everything else. She's over there talking to the lifeguard. They're pointing at me. I'm going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was drowned out there. You say, what does that have to do? Man, our sin, we, we get out there sometimes in the world. And it looks, you know, it's, it's, the, the pool is cool. You're out there, everything's good. And before you know it, you're over your head, man. Amen. And you need that lifesaver. It's good to have somebody to come along to pull you out. But let me tell you something right now. Not everybody is, is able to pull you out, but I know one that will always pull you out. And his name is Jesus, amen? The ultimate lifesaver. His arms know no distance to reach out to bring you back from that miry pit. So think about that today as we go through here. I love that. Look at this. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins that they had committed under the first covenant. Man, that sounds like us, doesn't it? Well, let's keep on rolling. Got a little more reading here. Whoop. Tim, you fast on me. I'm sorry. You did good. Now, <laughs> I'm spoiled today. I love it. Now, when someone leaves a will, it is necessary to prove that the person who made, made it is dead. How many people have a will? How many people need a will? How many people ain't got nothing to leave behind? <laughs> My boys are going, what is this? <laughs> What's going on? They got a show about that. People leave crazy stuff behind. My granddaddy gave me a pack of matches from 1914. I don't know what that's all about. You know, all these different things. But I'm going to tell you what. I pray that I do leave my children as this. A legacy of a life desired to do his best for Christ. Amen. Did you understand I said desired? I pray that I, I, I leave a legacy that, that, you know what, dad always talked about this, dad did this. Did dad blow it sometimes? Yes, he did. But you know what? I want to go back and say, man, look at this. Let's keep on rolling. And then it says, the will goes into effect only after the person's death. While the person who made it is still alive, the will cannot be put into effect. Sons, y'all, it cannot be put in effect until I'm gone. So don't try to take my stuff yet. All right, let's keep on going. 18. That is why even the first covenant was put into effect with the blood of animals. For after Moses had read each of God's commands to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats along the water and sprinkled both the book of God's law and all the people with hayside branches and scarlet wool. Then he said, the blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. And in the same way, he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and everything used for worship. In fact, according to the law of Moses, listen to this, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood... There is no forgiveness. That's what I wanted to get to. You know, like I said years ago, what's the deal about the blood? Man, let me, let me read a few things. I took a few notes, and I want to break this out. So what does that mean here? I want to look at a few things. Why does forgiveness require the shedding of blood? He just said it right here. That's the way it's set up. Because there's no greater symbol of life than blood. Blood keeps us alive. Jesus shed his blood, gave his life for our sins so that we wouldn't have to experience spiritual death, eternal separation from God. Jesus is the source of life not death. He gave his own life to pay our penalty for, for us, um, for our sin penalty, that we might live. After shedding his blood for us, Christ rose from the grave and proclaimed victory over sin and death. That's the story, man, in a nutshell. That's the deal. So you know what? Somebody said, well, why? what's all the deal with the blood? You know what? There's no forgiveness of sin without that. That's the life source. That's the best symbol that you can see right there. There's life in the blood. Let me tell you. What happens? You see any TV show? Oh, he's losing too much blood. 
He's losing too much blood, right? It's the life source. And let me tell you right now, because of the blood of Christ and the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we put our faith and trust in him, we have life and we have it eternally. Amen. Amen. Is anybody excited about that? Just me? I'm going to tell you what. Guess what it does? Now we're going to, that was just setting the stage. All right. But this is what happens with the power of redemption. Look at this. It produces forgiveness. Anybody need forgiveness sometimes? Amen. I'll put both hands up and a foot. How about that? How many people need to give forgiveness? It always gets quieter there, isn't it? We love to receive forgiveness, you know? I use my old Buckrow translation. Isn't it funny? You get your hand caught in the cookie jar, you want grace. If it's your cookie jar, you want a hand. What's up with that? <laughs> it's supposed to be grace, right? But look at this. Take a look here. I said, the power of Jesus' blood gives us redemption that produces forgiveness. It removes our sin. And, and look at this. He turns around and sets us in the family. It cleanses our conscience. I talk to folks all the time. I got a mirror at my house. And we live so far under what God has bought for us. Amen? So far under. And today I pray, look. We're not going soft on sin. I want you to realize what he's done. Look, at, look what it cost him for us to have this. This should be an uplifting message today. So it cleanses our conscience. Look, there's no reason to doubt our salvation because of the redeeming power of God. Look what it says right here. Y'all ever, did I ever read this verse to y'all? I read about it every week. I love it. It says in Romans chapter 81, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Do you belong to Christ Jesus? Christ Jesus. I've shared this before. I was thinking about it this week when I was putting this message together. My dad understood... That God was good and he was sinful. My dad understood that, that, that Jesus died on the cross for his sins. But we were riding home one day. I said, Dad, why don't you just receive it? And he said, son, you don't understand. He said, there's a lot of sin in my life. I said, join the crowd. Right? And this is what the Lord gave me in that moment on Mercury Boulevard going home to share with my dad. I'm going to share it with you. I said, so, Dad, are you telling me that the blood of Christ was not good enough for your sin? He almost swallowed his tobacco. Y'all know my dad. I ain't saying that. I said, Dad, when we reject that, we're actually trampling the blood of Christ. I said, just receive it. And not too long after that, my dad gave his life to the Lord. Let me tell you, hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, man, when my dad got plugged in, my mom said, I said, where's dad? He said, he's out reading that Bible again. I said, leave him alone. Jump in there and see what's what. Out reading that Bible. Out reading that Bible. Reading that Bible. And then he called and questioned me. I said, uh, well, let me get back with you on that, Pops. He's rolling through, man. He was going through there, man. But he was so grateful that his conscience has been cleansed. He was so grateful that for all the things in his life that God said, you know what? You're mine now. You're forgiven. I'm going to tell you, somebody needs to hear that today. You're forgiven. And he says this again. Look at this. You got God's word on it. Romans 8, 1 again. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. The question is, do you belong? What do you got to do to belong? You got to believe. You got to trust. He did the hard part. We just need to receive it. We make it hard, man. We make it hard. I don't, I don't know about all the dinosaurs and all that stuff, but I know about Jesus. Amen? Amen. I'm not a history teacher. And that actually, I'm telling his story. His story. Jesus' story. Let's keep on rolling. What else does it do? When we are freed from, we are freed from the death sting, and now we can live to serve God. I saw a friend of mine that rode with my dad to work. I saw him Friday. And not seen this man. He retired 18 years ago. He came out to the job site. And man, he looked good. He had been serving the Lord for a long time. Him and his wife, faithful servants of the Lord. They moved down to Florida, suffering for Jesus down there. 
That's what I told him. You got a, got a place down there on the resort there and stuff. And God is really blessed them, but they, they served the Lord. And, and what I want to tell you is this. For 22 years, I believe it was, he witnessed to my dad. 22 years. Every other week, John would drive. And they would listen to the Bible. I cannot tell you how many times they went through the Bible. You think somebody wasn't excited when my dad got saved? Now I was so excited. But that man never stopped tilling. He kept going and sharing and loving on him. But I wanted to get back to this about serving. John said, I don't know how in the world I work so long. I stay so busy now. And I think he gave him, gives him energy. He said, we got a food ministry. We've got this going on over here. He just loves it because the Lord has freed him up to serve. So, young folks, guess what? God's got a place for you. Maturing folks, God's got a place for you. Folks are still maturing. Watch how I did that. I pray for wisdom. I didn't say old. I said maturing folks, right? God can use your life. By then, hopefully, you got a little bit more patience or you just don't care, right? <laughs> right? It's crazy. But you know, so many times we just, oh man, we make it about us instead of about him. And I pray today through the message that we make it all about him. Let's keep on going. Now let's go back to this Hebrews 9, 14. Look about this. We read it earlier. And it says, look, just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. How many people like worshiping God? I'm going to tell you what, I get excited about it. Not just banging on the guitar or whatever. I'm going, man, Lord, I want everybody to know how good you are. Lord, I want everybody to know, man, look what you've done in my life. I am quick to tell somebody about Jesus. Don't make no difference if you're in the line, if you're in a drive-thru, and I always tease, if you're in an elevator, you're definitely going to hear about Jesus because I got the controls. That's it. Going up, going down. What is it? What is it? What is it? Do you know Jesus? There you go. <laughs> I ain't done too much on the escalator, but I guess it works. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus. But you know what? I pray that all of us are on that heavenly upward trend on reaching out to share the gospel message. Amen? We get the opportunity to. So look at this. What else we got? I said, let God's grace, let God's grace heal your guilt. There are people that are blood-bought believers that live a miserable life. It's sad. It's sad. I can understand if you were miserable because you don't know Jesus, but I don't understand being miserable when you do know, know, do know Jesus. Let me clarify this. I'm not saying every day. I, I get up and go, whoo, just stump my toe. Praise the Lord. Boy, it's great. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in the midst of your situation, you know you have someone that loves you, that you know someone that cares for you. Some of us here are blessed. Some of us listen, are very blessed. We have family to encourage us, right? And sometimes family can get on your own nerves. All my family raising their hand, right? <laughs> and they're pointing. No, I'll just see. But you know what? You can't wear out God's grace. If anybody could, I think I'd probably push it to a limit a little bit along the way. But listen, he said his mercy is fresh every morning. My desire is to walk into that, but sometimes I choose what I want to do. How about you guys? But you know what? Just like David, just like we've been studying on Tuesday nights, I put a little plug in for the Bible study. It's never too late to jump in on the Bible study right here Tuesday, uh, 7 to 8.15. We've been talking about how God used different folks in the Bible. And if you want to be encouraged, study some of the things in the Bible. Look at David's life. Look at Paul's life, Peter's life, all these guys. I shared a story before right here going down this road, going to a Bible study on Tuesday night. I don't know how many years ago. 
when God called me to preach. I turned the corner. I was coming down here, and I heard the Lord speak to my heart that he was going to use me. And I go, I don't even like to read. My mom said, I tell her all the time, my mom's 89 years old. I said, Mom, do you ever think your boy was going to be a preacher? She said, no, <laughs> not at all. She said, you wouldn't even read a whole library book. Thanks, Mom. I appreciate the support. But it was the truth. Man, my inside of my library book, I was like, oh, yeah. Did they get a movie on this? You know? But let me found, tell you what I found out. Shortcuts end up producing shortcomings. But God spoke to my heart, and I'm going down there, and, and I began to, it wasn't that I, I didn't want to. I felt like I couldn't because God, a lot of whatever in my life. How about y'all? You can fill in the blank right there. And I said, Lord, I don't know Hebrew. I don't know Greek. I don't know any of those things. But Lord, I know you. I know you. And he spoke to me and he said, I want you to look at the folks I used in the Bible. And it was just like this, bing, 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 Jonah, boom, everybody else, Moses, all this David. And I thought, man, they're messed up too. Lord, I'm your man. I'm your man. Because you know what? God works through ordinary people to do extraordinary things. So if something good's going on in my life, there's one answer. Guess what it is? Jesus. It's Jesus. It's obvious because you know what? I, I love it when my rock and roll buddies come out here to go, hey, man, I shared this all the time. Hey, you jamming? I saw somebody the other day. You jamming? Yeah, man, I jam all the time. Where are you jamming at? Oh, man, I got a house gig. I'm playing once a week. Woo, really? Where are you at? Church. Come on down. Come on down. We got room for you. I love it, man. I love to be a part of what God's doing. But you know what? If I wasn't doing that, I'd do something else. Whatever I can do to be a small part, to praise the Lord and encourage other people to grow in their faith. What do I say? Everybody needs a what? Cheerleader. Y'all heard it a million times. Everybody needs a cheerleader, man. And I tell you what, there's no greater cheerleader than the Holy Spirit in our life. And I'm not selling them short. I'm just telling you that we have guidance. We have wisdom. We have encouragement. He brings things to, to our remembrance. And so don't hinder those things, but walk in those things, man. And this is it. God is worthy to be worshiped. Amen? Amen. Absolutely. So let God's grace heal your guilt. And I said, look, man, be encouraged today, friends, that we have a risen Savior. A lot of times we only talk about that around Easter. He's alive. He's a risen Savior. He's not in the box. He's on the right-hand side of God interceding for you and me. See, the more I learned about that when I first started getting saved, I would get excited, man. The Bible talks about that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So guess what? I'd read my Bible out loud so I'd get more hearing of the Word of God. I go to sleep each night, man, with a little thing in my ear, listening to sermons over and over and over and over so I'll be fresh, man, and, and take off on that. In the morning, this morning I was listening to the preacher before I got here. We're praying over the message. You guys are praying. We want this to be the best that it could be. What if today was my last message? I ain't guaranteed tomorrow. How about y'all? I'll tell you what I am guaranteed. I got a home in heaven because of what Jesus Christ has done. So I rejoice in that. I want you guys to. So look at that. Don't think you got to wait to get to heaven to rejoice. You can rejoice today. Be encouraged, all right, because you are forgiven. Well, what else does it produce? It produces faith. When we know we are forgiven, it opens our hearts to grow in faith. If I'm worried about God going to strike me down, I'm not going to have much of an open heart, am I? But when I realize that my sin has been paid for, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Guess what? That puts me in a great place to receive a word from God. It does. Look at this. Not going soft on sin, jumping right on in with what God says he'll do. But I'm tired of seeing so many of us living a defeated life. 
and it's due to the guilt and the shame and not understanding the redemptive power of God's plan. Man, understand that. Understand what he's done. God is still hanging on to every believer that ever called upon his name. Right? Even when we miss it, God says, hey, I'm still going to honor my covenant. I'm still the one. Hey, look, we are secured by what he's done. You don't kind of maintain it, right? You walk in it because what he's done, we are sealed and secured. But you know what? As we grow in the Lord Jesus Christ, how many people like to be a blessing to their mom and dad? Right? How much more? Yeah, amen. That's right. I want to be a blessing to my folks. I'd hate for my mom to open the newspaper and say, oh my goodness, I knew it. <laughs> I told you all this story. I got to tell it again, man. Years ago, it was at Chick-fil-A. How many people love Chick-fil-A? Little commercial. I love it. Yeah, I know it. I know it. So I'm at Chick-fil-A, and I see this lady in line. I go, I think she was my English teacher. That's my English teacher. Yeah, I think that's my English teacher. So I go up there. I didn't want to scare her. And I said, hey, ma'am, are you Miss such and such? And she goes, yes. I was like, hey, I just want to tell you, I was one of your students. She goes, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Thinking, man, what, does she think I want a free meal or something? <laughs> I was trying to encourage like, I said, you know, I really appreciate your class. I said, I wrote some songs and different things like that, and, and that really helped me and things like that. I really enjoyed your class. I remember the first time when we, every day we would go to class, she'd give us five minutes, and we were writing this journal. Well, God was using that back then. I had no idea. And she says, oh, that's real nice. What are you doing now? I said, well, actually, I'm a pastor. She turned around and she said, praise God, somebody that's in my class that is not in jail. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I was like, it's great seeing you too. But she just knew, yeah, hey, could you, could you give me a uh, four-piece nugget? You know, whatever. But uh, she was so excited that I didn't end up in jail. I think she didn't remember me. But anyway, you know, that's God's grace, man. That'll build your faith, right? Well, what else do we got? I'm just telling you, ministry is every day, everywhere, every way. If you think it's just on Sunday, you're missing it, man. Today we come in and fill up on it. And then the service starts when we leave here. You know? How many people want to share Jesus this week? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. I'm watching. Here we go. John 5, 24 says this. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe God, who, and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. How much faith do you have to have? He says a mustard seed will move a, move a mountain. He didn't say once you get all cleaned up and everything, you stop smoking cigarettes and do this and all the don'ts, don'ts, don'ts. See, that's religion. Religion said if you get cleaned up and you do this, then you can come. But the word says come as you are, right? Look at the people that God saved, right? Look at your own life. He came right where you are. How many, how many of some people have been through some terrible times and that's when they're at the bottom of the barrel to go, Lord, I need you. I want to tell you today, I don't think you have to go through hell to get to heaven. Sooner is better. But I'm going to tell you what, this side of heaven is good, right? To call on him early. Because you're not going to get there and go, uh, I'll take heaven for 100, Jack. That's not it. We need to make sure today is the day. So if you're listening to the day, man, don't push it off another day. That little tug on your heart, man, I think I need to really plug into what, what that guy's saying. What is he telling me about sin? And what is he telling me about grace? And what is he telling me about the blood of Christ? God wants to redeem us and set us in the family. Look at this. The world will tell you something different, but I'm going to tell you the truth. We have a good God. Amen? 
God's good. God wants the best for his children. And God works all things together for the good. God is good in drawing himself, drawing us to him. He said, it's the goodness of God, man, that brings people around. Look at this. Romans 2, 4 says, don't you see how wonderfully kind and tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his, that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin, to turn you back from him, to turn you back to him? Don't keep running. Turn and run towards God. I think this is going to help somebody today. I pray it does. Look at this. One of my favorite verses right here. Ephesians 2.8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourself, it is a gift to God. Friend, I pray today as you're listening, you're here, you're talking uh, with us as we go through the, the lesson today, that you receive that grace. God's unearned, un, unmerited favor. I mean, you can't earn it. It's grace. He loves you because he loves you. But will you receive it? That's the thing. We've got to receive it. So many times we put all these other things in between us and God instead of just opening our heart to the things of God, and it produces faith when we step in and grab that. So we said we got a good God. Everybody said amen, right? So guess what? It also, when we look at the power of redemption, it produces abundance. Look at this. Many of y'all know this verse here, John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have came that they may have life and have it abundantly. See, I want you to see that today. See, we want to take back what the enemy has been blocking from us. You couldn't do that. But there's no way you could do that. You can't do that. How many things, how many things in your life that God has told you you could do, but the enemy will whisper and say, you can't do that. Don't buy the lie. Amen? Don't buy the lie. Say, no, no, no. That's why we got to have the word open. Realize who we are in Christ and walk in that. Amen? Walk in the fullness of that. Because I'm going to tell you what, God is for us. Amen? Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. Walk in your inheritance. We talked about a will. We talked about all those things. I said, man, this is your God-given legacy, and it's for now. Man. I pray, man, when people listen to these messages and people look at stuff years after I'm gone to go, man, that guy was excited about Jesus. Did they hear the word? What was going on? You know, has your life been transformed by that? And guess what? We're still being transformed all the time, more into the image of Christ. How many know some days you look a lot better for Jesus than you do on other days. Yeah. Don't quit. Keep on going. We don't work our way to heaven. We receive God's grace, and it's by faith that we are saved, just like we saw. But you know what? God wants to work in our life in abundance. Now, what do I mean by abundance? There's a lot of abundance. People think, oh, he's gonna, a new car is going to fall out of the sky. I'm not talking about that. How many people think yeah, abundance of peace would be pretty good? Abundance of grace would be pretty good. Abundance of forgiveness would be pretty good. We're going to talk about those things, man. Look at this right here. How about this? The fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22 and 5.23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And it says against such things there is no law. We're not under law anymore. We're under grace. Amen. How many people are glad that we're under grace? Amen. Let me tell you. You mess up, you die. That's it. Now you mess up, you repent. God said, I'll take you and put you back in the family. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on rolling. It's something to get excited about, man. So here's a question. I'm going to ask you this little self-evaluation. Self you don't have to raise your hand or, little, uh, or anything else. How much fruit of the Spirit is being harvested from your life in the last week? Did you have much peace? Did you have much patience? Yeah. Every one of us could go, ooh, ooh. 
I was good on Monday, but Tuesday came. Recovered on Tuesday, then Wednesday came, right? I'm not sharing that with you to beat you up. I'm sharing that with you to lift you up because it's available to us. And I pray that we walk in that. Take a look at this. The Lord left nothing undone. You ever had a guy come out and do, do some work on your house and they're almost finished and then they just don't, you don't see it no more? Or you had your car fixed and it worked until the taillights were out of sight of the mechanic and then they weren't no more, right? That's not what God does. It is finished. He's worked it in your life. He's put it all together so that we can say, you know what? This is the best path. The abundance, I'm going to tell you, look at this. We see a lot of abundance. We see God working miraculously. We see God working through the small ministry here, and God is growing that. Man, putting churches in the Philippines, you folks getting saved all over the place. You know what's kind of cool? I like when we go to, like, Seafood Fest. And the other day, last year, and it's getting ready to come up, and we'll talk more about that, too. I was getting a key lime pie. I'll never forget that. Food and Jesus, man, that's all, it's all works together. And I was looking, and somebody kept looking at me. I was like, how are you doing? I'm thinking, you don't want this pie, do you? Come on. And they go, you're the dude on the, on the Facebook, the preacher guy. I go, praise the Lord. That's good. See, but see, that was a doorway to tell them about God. That was another, I said, well, you know what? We, you see that building right there? That building right there? That, that's where we are Sunday. Come on down. Another doorway. See, there's a lot of things that God is working behind the scenes, man. Get, get it out there. Share your faith. Now, you know what? I got saved from a Bible track. Anybody know what a Bible track is? It's, it's like a love letter from God. It has a couple questions on there. It said, if you die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? And then you look through his word and you find out, man, I need Jesus. One of the things we've done for a while, and we probably need to do that, we, we'll pass out tracts and different things like that because I'm going to tell you, God's word will not come back void, right? Amen. One of the things I love to do, and I probably need to do that because I still got bills. How many people got bills to pay? All right. Take one of the Bible tracts with your check, pay your bill, and put that in there. Can you imagine somebody saying, my God, I need Jesus. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, baby, if you're a telemarketer and you call my house, you're going to hear the gospel. I said, well, what do you got for sale? Oh, man, you need this, you got this, everything else. Oh, I don't think I need that. I said, but I'll tell you what, I listen to you. Could, can, I give, can I have one minute of your time? And I say, if you die tonight, do you know for sure? You go to heaven, he goes, sir, we're on a recorded line. I said, good, let me get closer. I said, did you know for sure? Right? I got him now. Now I got the whole, now the boss is going, what's going on? And I tell them the gospel message. It doesn't matter. What is that avenue? What is that opportunity that God's put before you that you can share your faith? Man, there's a lot of ways we can do it. It might look different than the way I do it, the way y'all do it. But I'm going to tell you what. We're still called to do that, right? He said, go therefore and make disciples. So today as we walk back through this thing, do you get a little bit better understanding of the power of redemption? It took action. It takes faith. And Jesus gave it all. And today as we, we take a few minutes to quiet our heart, I pray that you realize what that produces because I wanted us to go back and, and kind of walk through some of these foundational things because just like if you're a, a baseball player or, 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 you know, whatever it is, your craft that you do or whatever you like to do, sometimes you got to go back to the basics and go over them again to get that foundation shored up. You know, if you're on a baseball team, what happens? You, you, you practice just, you know, going for one and going for two. What about bowling? Whatever it is, you go back, you, you make sure you're formed. What about golfing? Anybody golf, right? There you go. How many times do you practice that swing to get it just right? I heard a guy talk the other day, and he went to get a golf lesson. And, man, he started out real good. 
And the next thing you know, you hit the ball, and it's like way over there. I mean way over there. You ever have a good day, you see, like you're right on point, and then you're way over there? And the guy said, man, you ain't off that much. He said, could have fooled me. I'm way over there. He said, no, 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 no. Let's go back here. He said, the, the angle of, the, of that, that golf club, and I don't know nothing about it. I'm just telling you the story. He said, it's only off like, like, a, like a millimeter. He said, could have fooled me. It's over there. You know, got things flying out of the way and everything else. And the guy started thinking about that. He said, just, just, just practice it. Go back to the basic practice. Got him calmed down. Start hitting the ball straight. He said, what does that have to do with anything? It's a great learning lesson. In your life, you're probably only a millimeter off sometimes. Maybe just, maybe just one, I'm sorry, one forgiveness, one open the book, one little millimeter. But when we're off a little bit, guess what? Over that trajectory, right, it starts spreading, 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 spreading. I like to say it this way. Sin doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drum. It'll just come in every day in a small little drip. Next thing you know, how do we get here from there? But today I want to tell you that we could turn back. Today I want to tell you that God is larger than the problems that we have. Now, I am never, ever, 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 look at everybody, minimizing your problem, your loss, or anything like that. But I do want to maximize the power of God's redemption. And today, I want you to think about that. Have you received that in your life? Are you living a defeated life or are you living a victorious life? Now, what that might look to you might look different to me. I'm not talking about a worldly life. I'm talking about a victorious life when we say, you know what? I know I'm a child of God. I know that the Lord has, has, has placed me in a place such as this for a time such as this. I want to be a blessing, not a lesson. I want to go ahead and work in this thing. Lord, use my life. Is that where you're at today? In a few minutes, we're going we're to share in the Lord's Supper. I'm going to talk about that. But I want to give you the opportunity right now. I want to give you the opportunity right now to, to receive the greatest gift ever given. And his name is Jesus Christ. I want to ask you just like what it told me a while back. When I, 1995, they gave me that Bible track. It says, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you go to heaven? This is what went through my mind. I'm a pretty nice guy. I never killed anybody. Uh, you know, I, I, try to do, I try to do right. Mom and dad raised me right, right? That's all this going through my mind. But I'm not perfect. And to get to heaven, you got to be perfect. Is this helping anybody? Guess what? Now this will make sense. All have failed and fall short of the glory of God. Why do we sin? Because it's in our nature, man. It's this thing. That's it. From one man's sin, man entered in, man. But from that sacrifice of Christ, we can all enter back in to the family of God. It's about restoration. So you think about that. What must I do to be saved? The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Doesn't that sound simple? Doesn't it sound like you, well, what I got to give up? What I got to do? You know what? All you got to do is look up. And if you look up and you ask God, Lord, reveal yourself to me. Ask, is it, what that guy's telling me the truth? Hey, look, got God's word on it. He says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. See, there's a point that a man wants to then to judge, but we're going to stand before the Lord. Amen? Right? I'd hate for you to be there and say, you know what? On uh, August the 26th at uh, 1058, I had some uh, long-haired mullet guy tell you about me, but you just blew, blew it off. What's up with that? 
See, it's not the guy or the gal that's the, 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 that does the saving. It's the power of the word, the gospel. And I'm going to tell you what. That's why I want to boldly proclaim the, the, the message as clear as I can to you. Because let me tell you, when I get out of the way, God's going to do the work in your heart. You just got to receive it. It's that seed of the gospel, man, that grows into the grace of God in your life. It forgives your sin. It sets you in the family. You see, you don't know my past. Don't need to. You don't know my past. God did, and he still came and saves us when we call on his son. Isn't that amazing? So today, I want you to take a few minutes. If you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, close your eyes and listen to what I'm going to share with you. I ask you to pray. If you die tonight, do you know for sure you go to heaven? You know what they say? They say 150,000 people die every day. And so many of them don't even know Jesus. And the Bible says that, you know what, there's one way to heaven. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. We just saw the perfect sacrifice. You can't do it on your own. You can't give enough. You can't be pretty enough. You can't be smart enough. But you know what? You can trust enough in the one who did it all. So I want to pray for us today. I want you to leave this place here knowing that you are secure in Christ, knowing that, you know what, that, that you are a difference maker, that God has got you here. It just doesn't happen to show up today. It's because of this message that God wants you to hear this message to impact your life. So it'll impact your life, impact the life of your family, impact the life of your, your workers, wherever you go. Maybe when you leave here, it's a waitress that maybe you can encourage. I don't know. But I do know this. Jesus is the only way to heaven. And I want everybody to know him, and I want everybody to go. Because you know what? Nobody wants to talk about hell. And I'm going to tell you what. What I've studied on that, I don't want nobody going. I don't want nobody going. And it's not for a week. It's not for a month. It's forever. So I'm not telling you that to scare you. I'm telling you that to prepare you. You don't have to go. Jesus made a way. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much that you did make a way. And we can come boldly to the throne of grace, Lord. And Lord, because of what you've done for us, we can have peace. We can have the grace. We can have all those things, Lord. And today I pray that we examine our hearts, Lord. And if we don't know, today is the day you can know. I'll say it again. The Bible says... That if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 10, 13 says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Don't leave here the same way you came in, not knowing. Be assured in Christ. If that's you today, just pray, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin today. I know you're the son of God. Lord, I believe your word, and I trust in that. So, Lord, come into my life and forgive me and save me and set me in a family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Well, today we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a, a, a really awesome time. We're going to continue on. Today is a day that we're going to continue on, and we're going to share in the Lord's Supper. And I'm going to bring the ushers on up. And we're going to share a few things. I'm going to give you a little background on that. I said it earlier, we have what I call open communion. Now, if you have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can let it ride. You can, if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, um, today that you can jump on in.
and partake of that. And I want to share a few things here. I said the Lord's Supper or communion, as we often call it, is a visible representation and symbolizing the death of Christ in our sin. And it reminds us of the great sacrifice of what Christ has done for us, laying his life down. And, and it shows us that, man, that we have the truth of his great promise that he'll return. And it's a reminder of the salvation that, that you know, the complete work was done by Jesus Christ. And so today, I pray that as we take this, and, and we're going to walk through it and uh, share a little bit from the scripture, I want you to just kind of open your hearts and think about, Lord, you know, what is it you want me to do? Lord, just discern the body of Christ and say, Lord, you know, today I'm taking this in and realizing that this is a symbol of your body that was broken and, and, and the blood that was poured out. And today I pray as, as she's playing on the keyboard, just open your heart and say, Lord, you know what? I might need help in this area. I need help in this area. But I want you to just rejoice in knowing the message today that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We are setting a family. So I'm going to ask the guys to go ahead and pass that out, and I'll be uh, praying for you as we get ready to receive this. Once you get the, the cup, I ask you to hold on to that. I mentioned that earlier. You just take it, pull it down, and lift it up, and we'll take the bread out, and we'll uh, pray and take that together, and then we'll follow up with the juice. as we get ready to prepare our hearts to, to take this uh, sacrament I pray that we ask the Lord, Lord help us to discern your body and understand the great price that was paid and Lord the great grace that is given and I ask you to just grab hold of the bread and just uh, 
lift your hearts up to the Lord. I'm going to share this scripture. It's out of 1 Corinthians 11. And it says, On the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take of the Lord's Supper. Then the Bible says, in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this is a cup. This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed by my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember me often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes. Let's share in that. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. As we get ready to, to sign off online, I, I pray that if there's any questions about what y'all heard today, man, drop us a line, share the message. We want to make sure that, that uh, you guys are getting the right message. We want to encourage people to grow in the Lord. We want to invite you out on Tuesday nights right here at Nine Cedar Road from 7 to 815. Everybody's welcome. You can jump in anytime. But I, I, the big question is today. Don't leave here the same way. Don't, don't flip the switch on this and leave it the same way. I pray that today that you understood and grabbed hold of and received the grace of God through the redemption power of Jesus Christ. Everybody say it. Amen.